not is it great or is it really good it's more like is it unique yeah. because that's something we have so much music and I think on Spotify per minute a song is uploaded if I read that correctly I'm not sure so can you imagine like yeah, per songs being uploaded from really crappy to really great yeah and to me I don't know I've been just writing for so many years and working with so many producers I'm just so over it has to sound like or I want a, the next you know Dua Lipa or, or The Weeknd you know we want another song like ugh, I just I hate it so much because I'm like all of these hits were because they were unique because somebody just went ahead and tried something new or something different so that's something that for me is like my biggest goal is just do something that that's 100% you, that you can connect with, that you love. Somewhere in between, right in the middle of two countries. Got the best of both worlds, but I'm never gonna fit in. Never gonna fit in. Welcome to the Musician Secrets podcast today. I have the one and only amazing singer, songwriter, producer, body percussionist, everything that you can think of. Devada with me. Welcome. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> me too thank you so much that I got to be part of my premiere podcast I've never done one before so um feel very honored Woo! I love being a premiere first podcast that uh, makes me feel you know nice and special <laughs> um so I hope it will be a great experience um but uh I'm very very excited because first of all you are the first German guest on here really Yes. Representing. Yeah, yeah. Like I've never. I'm like, oh, why haven't I had anyone from Germany on here yet? And plus, also American. Like you're yeah. like me, half German, half American. Yeah. Um, so that's one of like the main reasons that you know I reached out as well because that has a lot to do with your single that you recently brought out, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, but before we get into all of that, um, the first question that I like to ask that every artist loves, <laughs> and I hope you don't feel like a broken record, but introduce yourself. Where are you from? Uh, where are you coming live from? What got you into songwriting and producing and like all the potty percussion and everything? So. Okay, um, how much time do I have? <laughs> well, I'll try, try to keep it sweet and short. Yeah. Um, well, you can take as much time, time as you want. This is not a 10 minute podcast. So. Okay, cool. um, so I am half German, half American, born and raised in Germany. My mom's from uh, San Francisco, California. So I grew up speaking English at home, but I went to German school. My dad's German. So it was always like, you know, this cocktail of Jinglish, I guess, Jing yeah. German and English. Um, so <laughs> yeah. no, I go back it. and forth. I have four older sisters. I'm the youngest of five. Yeah. And so we would go back and forth all the time. And people that would come visit, they're like, this is so weird. You've got like your <laughs> own language. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah. Um, exactly. Devado is basically, I, um, it's an alias of my name, Debbie Van Doren, which is Dutch. It's got a Dutch, you know, my, my, my dad's uh, side of the family, he also has Dutch roots. Um, and about a year and a half ago, basically, I gave myself a new alias because I have been working as a singer also my entire life, mm -hmm. also have worked for Disney, mm -hmm. um, the German Disney movies. Um, and that wow. kind of took over my Spotify. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to say bye to Debbie Van Dorn because my music, which is, you know, urban, pop, contemporary R&B, doesn't really go well with German musical. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's basically, if you if you know Moana, I'm the German Vianna. So the no way. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? Okay, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Keep going. That is Spoiler what? alert. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's basically Devado stands for Debbie Van Doren put together. And I grew up singing and dancing since my parents are both super talented. And my dad was also a musician. He wrote songs. My mom and my dad were both huge Beatles fans. Yeah. Oh, so that kind of brought them together too, I guess. Um, so a big love for songwriting. Yeah. And uh, my oldest sister is also a singer, so she's actually 13 years older than me. So I had the chance to, you know, grow up on stage uh-huh. performing. Yeah. She let me, you know, take over the microphone and I learned the choreography <laughs> and my sisters also did background vocals. And yeah. um, so I guess I was just born and raised into the whole music industry kind of. And when I was a kid, I was like, I want to do more and more and more, mom, send me to castings. <laughs> so my mom would kind of, you know, go with me and, you know, manage me as, as good as she could. Yeah. And so I basically started off <clears throat> even in a, like a girl hip hop group where, you know, yeah. we had like, we learned, you know, hip hop, dancing, singing, and trained like four days a week and went on tour. And then Later I did musicals and then during that whole process, I, I think I was eight when I started actually writing songs and being yeah. like, okay, this is really something I want to do for the rest of my life because I just love it so much. Yeah. Um, so it's funny actually, because my newest single, Never Gonna Fit In, I feel like it kind of goes back to the roots mm-hmm. because I remember my first performance of the first song I wrote. Yeah. I had a tape recorder. Um rest in peace tapes yeah <laughs> actually it's still a thing but anyway yeah. um I it's had this uh, I yeah exactly I had this tape recorder this super cute pink one with the, you know the mic attached and basically I wrote a song and I'm like okay how can I perform it because we always had these family shows and so what I did is basically I snapped you know to have the beat Mm -hmm. and then I I recorded and you know I was singing along in my head knowing you know what I'd be singing and then I did the harmonies too so I would have like my actual playback and then you know I would let that play and have a different recorder you know recording that so that's kind of like the first you know when it goes into arrangement and producing I guess yeah kind of I've just always liked to do that and I always had kind of a vision of what I want the song to sound like yeah um yeah so that was my my first production Uh to a song and I guess like any musician you start going to labels you know you've got these big visions of you're gonna make it big and did all of that worked with millions of producers and um, aside from that when I was around 14 I started um, producing myself basically Mm -hmm. wanting you know to how because I always worked with producers yeah and I was always like ah I have these ideas, but they don't get it. And how can I, you know, convey and show them my idea Mm -hmm. Um, rather than just kind of like being this dumb little teenager sitting like, oh, can you do it like this? Mm -hmm. Um, I I started with Pro Tools Uh and I remember going to the first like class on learning how to, no, it wasn't Pro Tools, it was Cubase, right? 
Cubase, wow. All these dudes. And I was yeah. like, 13, 14 year old girl, I felt so uncomfortable, but I'm like, okay, you know, who cares? Just, you know, you're here to learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before we had YouTube tutorials and everything, you actually yeah. had one class. Yeah, you had to go where and ask people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then I just started, and I've always had a big, big love for harmonies and vocal arrangements. So I think like yeah. the first tracks I did were a cappella and kind of like beatboxing and stuff like that, just before, because bef I was fast at it. <laughs> so it's like, okay, yeah. get my idea out there. And then yeah. I started going into the whole production and the media and how does, you know, the technical side. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of when the whole producing thing started. And then yeah. I would work with producers and kind of give them the demo. Uh -huh. yeah. And they would take it from there. Mm -hmm. And a few years ago, um, I was just like, I think purely out of being comfortable with just co-producing and not actually doing the hundred percent and all of the technical details. Yeah. Actually it was my husband. I'm also married, BT dub. Um, <laughs> my husband was like, he's my biggest cheerleader. So he was like, you know what? You, you should just learn to do it all by yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, but that means, you know, learning more stuff and getting yeah. more technical and you know I like to be creative but the technical yeah. side isn't I'm not like this big super techie person or anything yeah. um but I actually did um one year long like an online school I right now I don't use Cubase anymore I use yeah. Ableton Live yeah and um you know I knew the basics and everything but I did basically like an online school from you know intro to music to production to mixing to mastering and everything wow and I learned so much and it was like the best investment ever so if anybody's into production and you know yeah. is not happy with only you having YouTube videos yeah. it's so worth you know learning from the pros and then having teachers look into my my project and mm -hmm. you know seeing it in real time how they're working on things and yeah. basically answering any question I ever have so yeah yeah that really helped me and that's basically when Devado was born yeah. and I decided I'll just start producing myself and you know knowing I'll get better yeah and knowing it's still not all perfect but you gotta just go for it uh, and um yeah so that's basically what I've been doing the past one and a half years is releasing music um <laughs> that I produced and then also now I've along the way I've also met a few other producers where we're kind of trying out things together. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot I probably forgot and left out, but that's kind yeah, of in, in I, a nutshell. Who yeah. the bottom is? And, I know uh, it's a hard question because, like, how do you take I don't know twenty plus years yeah. and like cram it into like ten minutes? You know, it's like obviously. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the hardest thing but I mean that's really like a lot like I don't like there's so I don't even know what to add like there's so many questions I'm like what how and I mean dang like first of all I didn't know that you also did Disney for yeah. um so you're the so are you like the voiceover or do you just do the the singing parts or what's like do you did you contact them or did they contact you or how does that process even look like okay that. okay then I then I do have to start way back because I already as a kid um I got my my sister was German Ariel yeah um and so 
it's kind of like my mom, um, she tried to do her best, you know, is, and she managed us like for years. Yeah. So she would yeah. send out demos to studios. Yeah. And, you know, by the, by the time I was born, she kind of knew how it works. Yeah. And, so, and knowing that I was like super antsy and like more, more, more. <laughs> um, she sent my demos to studios and then I was invited to castings and stuff like that. So yeah. basically when I was like eight or nine, I did Lion King. Um, part two and then I did Ariel part two the daughter the melody the daughter of Ariel um and then I did what did I do oh Prince of Egypt little Miriam and huh. yeah so there's I had already kind of you know had my contacts in that whole yeah. thing to my mom uh -huh. and then for years I was just so focused on my own music I didn't really touch base or anything with the whole Disney scene yeah. And then 2015, I went, I was part of the Voice of Germany mm -hmm. show. Um, and after I, w I went, I was up into the battles and then I got kicked out. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> and then after that, um, I was invited to the casting for Moana. In German, they, it's called Viana. They had to change Viana. the name. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I just went to the casting. I did. I went to the casting for the um, the speaking part and singing. Yeah. And but they only ended up taking me for the singing part because they wanted a celebrity for the. You know, they always need obviously yeah. people. You know, to bring you know more audience into the yeah. uh, cinemas, which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was like really cool because that was my first big lead role, and it's such yeah. a cool movie. And it's such like one of my favorites. Movie. It's awesome. It's really awesome. Well, now you have to watch it in German now. <laughs> yeah, now I have to like, because obviously I always watch them in English, but like now yeah. I have to go back. So you you do just the singing part. Yeah, exactly. Just the singing part. And then after that movie, did you watch Smallfoot? No. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not Disney. Uh -huh. um, yeah. I, after that, I got to do the German Zendaya, you know, Zendaya saying one part in English, which was also really cool because I mean, these movies all have amazing songs. So as a yes. singer, like, whoa, you yeah. know, a big challenge and, and also fun, um, but definitely not, you know, my go-to music when it comes to listening to music, it's fun to sing it. Um, but that's the reason why, you know, I, at some point I had to like get away from Debbie Van Doren because yeah, it was just lots of Disney fans out there wanting to listen to the music and my music just does not fit well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> audience yeah yeah but that's really cool like that i mean that I, I guess that has you know that gives you a very like unique also way of looking at things and songs and you know also then just you know, people that just you know see themselves as like songwriters because you've had like this like incredible like journey since you've been like <laughs> small and you know and also been on the voice like 2015 yeah. you said I gotta go yeah. back and watch that now. <laughs> I gotta sing an Ed Sheeran song, which was yeah. awesome. Uh, I, I I was so nervous. I've never been that nervous. Like I mean, another level. I mean, oh, it's crazy uh, because you, yeah. you you know you only have ninety seconds. Yeah. And it's like hit or miss. And yeah. <sighs> yeah. What team were you on? Um, it's a German artist. His name is Andreas Burani. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And wow. funny enough, my sister is also a vocal coach on The Voice. 
and she and nobody none of the um um the coaches yeah. knew um knew that we were sisters because they didn't want to you know you know be have any what, what would you call it like, like maybe be biased yeah um and only he turned around and my sister was on his team and I'm like no I mean I love my sister and we're really good and professional with you know splitting yeah. um you know work and and personal but it did I think I felt really bad for Andreas because I think he was like wait what <laughs> that is hilarious that yeah. I had, I, I had no idea. I, then, you know, this is something that, you know, really interests me because like a lot of artists think, uh, you know, I have to be on a big show like American Idol, The Voice, yeah. you know, um, X Factor, name them, whatnot. What would yeah. you, what advice would you give those artists? Because, mm -hmm. you know, for me, they're a TV show, right? They, they totally. just- Totally. I mean, for me, to be honest, it was at a point where I was really questioning, is this really what I want, you know, in the music, because you can be a singer, like just in studios, you know, not actually being an artist, you know, just working, doing jobs as yeah. a vocalist. And is it still my passion? Because for yeah. a few years, I kind of, I was just so frustrated that doors kept shutting. Mm -hmm. And I guess you know most artists can relate to that yeah. at some point you're like okay well maybe you know this is all that's just stupid and I'm not being realistic enough and I just got to say no and just do something completely different mm -hmm. um and to me the voice was like just testing the waters not like going there being like okay I'm gonna win and this is really what I want yeah. first of all I wanted to meet other artists yeah. because you know where I live is kind of like suburbial like outside of Munich yeah. And I am never surrounded by any artists. So that was number one, yeah. <laughs> just to network. Number yep. two was also just to see, you know, is this still what I really love? You know, yeah. of course it's not my own songs, but you know, you have the cameras, you've got the interviews, you've got everything that has to do with being an artist. If you mm -hmm. want to be, you know, mainstream artist at least. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just kind of testing the waters, I guess, but yeah. also knowing it's a TV show, you know, yeah. my life is not dependent on this. And I mean, it's not the real reality of everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I dove into the whole music industry as a child. So I already, you know, got to live that life of touring and, you know, interviews and magazines and everything. And I loved it. And then like, as when I was around, you know, 13, 14, after the musicals were done, it was yeah. kind of like rock you know, and then it was like just, you know, me as a songwriter and performing with my own songs and with my sisters yeah. for many years. And then it just, I felt like this is not really going anywhere. And I don't yeah. really know if this is really what I want. Mm -hmm. um, or if I'm also know if I'm good enough, you know, mm -hmm. there's so many great artists out there. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, so when I went there, it was like, it like totally sparked, you know, a new passion and new fires. Like, okay, you know, this is what I was born to do and I love it. And I cannot fool myself and pretend like, yeah. you know, this isn't anything that I really, really love. And um, so I would say anybody that is willing to, to, to test waters, just go for it because you learn so much. Mm -hmm. You learn about the music industry. You learn, obviously your skill set. you yeah. get way better at it. Yeah. but you have to know it's a show this is not the real thing and even if you win it's still not real you know you're going to win and then nobody's going to know who you are a few months later so 
you just have to be aware of that. And I feel like it's super important, like that you own it, (laughs) that you go there and that you know what you want, because they're going to want everything. And they, they're just focused on the show. Mm -hmm. And so I think you just got, if you're like, if you don't have thick skin or if you're very vulnerable or if you're very insecure, Mm -hmm. then maybe it's not the right thing Mm -hmm. at that point. It could be at some point. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. So for me, it was a great experience. I learned a whole bunch and lots of networking, which is yeah. my main, that was my main goal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I, now I wouldn't do anything like that again. I feel like been there, done that. It was, yeah, it was yeah. fun, but, um, at this point I wouldn't do another show unless maybe I'm part of the judge. That would be yeah. cool. Ooh, I would, that would be awesome. That would be really cool. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that I think a lot of artists go in with the mindset that I need to win it in order to make it. Right? They're like, oh, yeah, no, no. And, and, but I'm like, no, it's a, you don't get it. Like it's a TV show, right? It's they, yeah. Like I said, you'll win it, and then after a few months, nobody will care, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there's contracts. I mean, who yeah. wants that? And oh, yeah, yeah you know, that's a big one. Lots of things. That's just yeah. Yeah enough said <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no no no. I mean that's I mean that's a whole new thing you know with like labels and contracts and you yeah. know finding away your rights and you know I think yeah you know being like I don't know t- like Taylor Swift being her first album lover you know yeah. that her like what was that her seventh album that she like fully owned like the I right know. it's it's crazy right like but, but I mean we are in such a cool age you know, yeah. at the moment, of course, you know, the market is just flooded because it's available to everybody, yeah. but do not need a label, which I think is fantastic because, you know, it is a lot of work, of course, and we don't have a huge team being an indie artist, yeah. um, but nobody's pressuring me. Nobody's saying you have to do this. Nobody's saying you have to look a certain way. You have your own, you know, you can connect with your audience, whatever way you want to, and, um, and you're owning everything. So I feel like as an indie artist now is the best time, but a lot of, you know, you need a lot of skill sets and, you know, it's not enough just to sing well or write well, you got to have the marketing, you got to know about marketing, you know, about, you know, there's just so much that goes with it. That's not fun. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, you want to sign and have a label do the work, but then they might not even do the work. Ha ha. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you'll just be one of a million on some shelf and can't release anything until you're free. So no, no, no. (laughs) Exactly. Like they, I don't think that like, again, like everyone's goal is to get signed, but I'm like, I don't, don't, you know, make sure, you know, make sure you're signing the right thing. Cause I've had friends where they like, they had to take an artist break, you know, where they like, oh, you're not allowed to actually put out anything for the first like two years, uh, you know, or, you know, or you're like, oh, this relationship isn't working out. And then you're stuck for the next for whatever years you've signed on so yeah. you know that's what you know Kesha that's why nobody heard from her for such a long time because you couldn't get out of a contract so everything she yeah. was writing was mm-hmm. hers Same. Jojo too do you know Jojo oh yeah Jojo yeah yeah she because uh, she did like covers for yeah. years I mean how sad she did like tours with cover songs because she couldn't and just her own song but she could not release anything new I mean it's so sad 
but that's the reality. I mean, no matter how much money you have or how so-called famous you already are, you still can be in such a mess. Um, yeah, but that's a whole, that's a whole, that's a whole new thing. But I mean, I I just think it's interesting to kind of like touch upon that because I think that's a, a lot of what I see a lot. I mean, I caught myself with that mindset and I know that a lot of people listening and also other artists have that mindset of, oh, I need to get signed, I need to get signed when the reality is like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, I just kind of feel I, like a broken record sometimes. In the end, a label won't want you unless you have a huge fan base anyway. True. So once you have that fan base, why would you want to start sharing you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it doesn't really make sense. And I mean, there for sure, there are a few exceptions like a Dua Lipa or something like that, that, you know, she had the amazing manager that found her and it only took a few years and she, yeah. you know, exploded. But yeah. that's the exception. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I always feel like, and I'm still learning, you know, I'm obviously also, yeah. you know, just no, a small yeah. fish in a huge pond, but I'm trying and I feel like that's something we all should try as artists is, um finding your niche like finding exactly what do you stand for and it doesn't have to be millions of people you just need to find those people that love your music that can you can connect with that you can become actual friends with you know and if they support you you can already you know make a living um whatever I feel like that's yeah rather being a big fish in a small pond than small fish in the big pond that's kind of like something I think we need to learn because we're always thinking of this I mean at least for me I've always got like big you know big visions big dreams and stuff but it's like okay wait let's start here yeah yeah no I can again like you think of sold out arenas and millions of fans to actually make a decent living as a musician you just need between like 500 and like a thousand super fans totally yeah that's it that's yeah. it if they yeah. give you a hundred dollars every month yeah. you have 500 of them yeah that's five thousand dollars every month yeah can that i mean that's like almost like triple what i make now you know yeah. so but anyways those i mean i think i love that because i i didn't even have to ask the question but usually i, I like to ask what like the biggest misconception is within the music industry and I mean, I think we just hit on quite a few of them, um, but I want to talk about your song, actually. <laughs> yes. um, the way I found it was through the radio, because here in Germany, um, I now know that I listen to Bayern 3, <laughs> and here it's a quite big radio station, like Bayern 3, Antenne Bayern, um, all those, they're like quite big radio stations over here in Germany, so... Um, and so I like once I heard the song and heard the introduction like I need to I need to look you up on Instagram I need to listen to like and I and then I we you actually reached out first um which blew my mind because I usually don't uh you know usually I'm always the one like um you know messaging people and stuff and so I'm like wow she's like even cooler than you know than I thought because like I just love people that you know reach out and um you know and was even a video message I'm like I didn't even know you could do that so I'm like how do I figure this out so I don't look like a complete idiot like that doesn't know how to do stuff um but what I think again, to not make you feel like a broken record, but never gonna fit in has a really cool backstory. Um, 
yeah. <laughs> Can you just like sum it up? Um, yeah. People that don't know this song or don't know what it's about, because I didn't believe it at first. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess we'll split it into production and we'll split it into yeah. lyrics and story. Exactly. Um, so actually, I wrote the song 2017, which is super long. You know, as a songwriter, if you've got these songs, it's like, oh, it's so old. Yeah. But I just, I've always loved it. And I, I, I think I did like four versions of it. And yeah. I just like, okay, I don't like it. Boom. And then yeah. at some point, get it out again. So that's that. <laughs> and um, I, the story never going to fit in. Um, for me personally, and what I talk about is just, being in Germany, growing up here, but being being half American, I feel like a big, big part of me is American. And yeah. Yeah. German culture and German mentality is in a lot of ways so different than American. Yeah, but yet I'm both and always kind of getting that kind of conflict of it's kind of weird and I don't fit in. I'm too loud. I'm too smiley. Yeah. Yeah. Too, oh, yeah. too positive, too <laughs> optimistic. I dream too big. I move yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, and then, but sometimes then when I'm in the States, it's like, oh my gosh, they're like so far from reality, you know, that I can hear like my German yeah. mentality and like, oh, you know, they're wasting so much and I can't believe yeah. they're throwing, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just, yeah. ah! and then it's always like this kind of weird conflict. Yeah. So that's my story and kind of also you know, I also love humor. Mm -hmm. So I talk and I kind of have like a rap part talking yeah. about like, you know, all of the realistic, realistic yeah. <laughs> not too risque, but then I've got the, you know, miss my lucky charms, where's my root fear, you know, just yeah, like exactly. yeah. fun things that, you know, resonates with me thinking, you know, German American cliches kind of. Yeah. Um, so that's basically my story and also telling myself, you know, I'm somewhere in between, right in the middle of two parties, but got the best of both worlds, yeah. but I'm not going to fit in. Yeah. And also just having like something fun mm -hmm. and also a reminder that it's totally okay. We all feel like we don't fit in. It doesn't have to be the cultural side of things, but there are so many factors. I could mention a whole bunch, even for me, like, is it pop? Is it R&B? Yeah. How do you describe? I mean, there's so many things where I always feel like I just don't fit in, you know, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's basically what the song is about. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody will find kind of their own story to it. Yeah. And as far as the production, um, that's actually something that I started learning during my online school when it came to production. Mm is how to work with samples and to learn the tools of sampling your own, you know, your voice or whatever. So obviously every DAW, mm. in my case, for example, Ableton Live, they have their sound library, you know, yeah. with the, all of the sounds that you can just, okay, now I want the kick. Now I want this. Yeah. Um, and then at some point I was like, I would love to have my own sound library so yeah. I can you know take my own sounds and kind of have like a, a unique sound that all of my songs kind of has something similar mm -hmm. so more like an experiment to just be like okay let me take the song that's yeah. been laying on you know the shelf for a few years and try something completely different let's just yeah. break everything um and then I I um I love Pharrell, I love Timbaland, Ron oh, yeah, um, yeah. Belkin. Those are like some of my favorite producers. And they've got kind of the hip hop vibe, the kind of 
the crunch to it, but then also, um, you know, that like is hot where they do the yeah. <laughs> and um, I've, I thought that was so cool. And then, you know, Timbaland, he always does a lot of like beatboxing and weird oh, yeah. noises and stuff. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, let me just, you know, start with the beat, you know, and then I'm not a beatboxer. So I was like, okay, what else could I do? So I did like a chest thump uh -huh. and then tried to like manipulate the sounds that it would sound. That's where the technical side comes in. Mm -hmm. um, did the snaps, did the, all of those kind of sounds and then and the hi-hat and stuff. And then I'm like, hmm, okay, well, maybe I should do everything. <laughs> so then I started doing the bass, creating my own bass. And well, then I went to the other instruments and decided, okay, I'll just do my own bass. Okay, I'll do my own synth. Okay, I'll um, big, you, you know, layer the vocals more. And <laughs> then that's what happened. <laughs> so that's basically was like, first I thought it's like a one-time thing. Yeah. Um, but I feel like now I might have kind of started something. So I think I'm just going to keep doing that <laughs> and see how creative can I get and how can I push myself um, and just restrict myself to not using any yeah. other, you know, finished sound from sound libraries and just create my own and see how creative I can get. And then we'll see, you know, it might, I don't know if I'm just going to stay with that or if it might evolve to something else. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, that's really cool it's funny that you mentioned restrictions because I've been noticing that a lot of like artists or especially also producers are like using that they're like okay what melody can I come up with these four notes they'll just give you know they're like yeah. okay or you know with just these instruments or you know if you're usually writing it on the guitar go and write it on the piano you know or go yeah. pick up the ukulele or the drums or whatnot like they'll give yourself these limitations to like come up with new stuff that you usually wouldn't you know think of so I thought it was very interesting that you know you built that entire song just from body percussion like and like vocals and you know when you when you listen to the song it's just like no way like there's no way like i when i heard it on the radio i'm like there's no way this is just like body percussion and just vocals but then you, yeah watch the music video and you will understand uh, how it's been done yeah <laughs> i think it's so cool because in my head you know the critical artist is like this sucks it's so stupid it sounds so dumb you know it doesn't you know it could it would have to be way bigger and stuff um, oh. but yeah, it's cool to hear, you know, because I feel like you always have to kind of take these risks yeah. and, you know, it could go this way or that way. And, yeah. but just be willing to try it out because you just never know. And if it's crappy, you'll just, you can take it down or yeah. I don't know. And like, for me, I also love, you know, interviews and, um, the whole, you know, behind the scenes of artists that I love. And yeah. I'm always so sad, you know, if you don't, if they take down like their first production yeah. or their first pictures, cause it's like, you want to see the process because that's how it is. Nobody's yeah. just like famous overnight or this, you know, that, that just doesn't happen. Um, there's always a process. So for me, I'm like, okay, I'm tempted, you know, with some of my productions, like, oh, you know, it's the streaming isn't very well. I'll take it down. But then I'm like, you know what, I should just leave it because it's always, interesting I feel like you know who knows where this journey is going to go but to see yeah. you know where it kind of started yeah. and to show that that's just part of being an artist is growing and getting better and finding exactly. your sound and 
you know, and evolving. And yeah. it's always so sad to just be like, boom, here she yeah. is, you yeah. know, and this is just out not of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. That's not how it is. And um, that's something that I try to do in my Instagram stories is also just yeah. kind of talk about the challenges, the ups and downs and showing kind of what's happening and, you know, that I also work as a songwriter for DJ projects and stuff right. like that. The yeah. reality of what you, you know, you have to be very broad yeah. um, as an artist because you can't make a living of just, you know, uploading music and then hoping, yeah. you know, that's just not the way it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, I love that you say that because I mean, I hope this is what the podcast does is that's why I have so many different musicians all on here from all different walks of life, different countries, you know, so, so you can cool. see like, this is what real musicians are doing. <laughs> like, this is, I, you know, not the 1% that is Dua Lipa or Billie Eilish or Shawn Mendes, you know, because those are like the 1% people, but you know, the, the majority of us, we're just kind of doing a lot of different things and showing the process, you know, and th that's why I was debating like my very first podcasts that I did like two years ago now, I almost took them down because I'm like, they're so cringy. I think, oh yeah, I know that. Stuff. You know, and I'm just like, no, no, I'm going to leave them on to show the process, to show people, yeah. you know, it's awesome. not, you don't just know what to say. You don't just know what questions to ask. You don't, you know, know how to react on camera and what to say and what to ask and all that stuff, you know, and that's, I think it's very important. And that's why I love, in particular your Instagram feed and your stories because you show the behind the scenes you know you said especially for never gonna fit in that's how I knew that you've like rewritten it so many times because you said it like there was a post I don't know if it was a story or a post you're like I rewrote this song so many times yeah and I mean I think it's interesting because like even that I just I shared that because I am super impatient yeah <laughs> Be like I'm not a perfectionist to be honest yeah. I was yeah. like I, I can't really relate to that whole concept of perfect because I'm like what is perfect what there is, is no perfect you know yeah. what I mean so I was yeah. dating people like I'm a perfectionist and I was like no you just you, you have your own mindset and you just want it to be the way you have it the way you want it it's nothing <laughs> perfect about it like I don't get it um <laughs> like but something good or bad or you know I don't yeah. I don't understand it anyway but, you know, with this, I was like, huh, maybe I do, like, maybe I am a bit specific and, yes. you know, want to keep working on things. And because yes. usually I'm like, ah, don't like it. Boom, dump it yes. next. Yes. But I guess in this case, it just had something, I guess, that yes. felt like was worth giving a shot. And, and then I added the rap part way later. And then I took out the second verse. Then I did it in a different key. <laughs> so there's yes. a lot of things I tried out. And wow. How many times, so how long did it actually take you to finish the song? Like, obviously you wrote it in 2017, but like, since you like re repurposed it, recycled the song, yeah. <laughs> uh, how um, long did it take you to finish? Well, I couldn't tell you any hours because I don't know. I never, I lose time when I work. Yeah. Um, here. But I... I don't know, like, I don't know if I would sum it up and just be like, if I would imagine working like a full day only on one song, maybe, maybe a week or two. 
I don't know, because you just, you keep going back and like, listen, you, yeah. you listen to it and then you're like, ah, you listen to it then in, in your speakers in the car on, on my earphones. And then, you know, somewhere else it's like, oh, this part isn't good or, oh, I need to fix that. Yeah. So once I did that, I also have to be honest about that. I had somebody that helped me with the mix because I yeah. knew, you know, to bring it to that radio level or whatever, yeah. Yeah. there are a lot of technical things that even if I know, I don't have the experience. Yeah. So um, I did have somebody on board to help me with the mix. So I had like my, uh, my mix the way I yeah. wanted it because it's like, yeah, you forget, or if you don't know much about, you know, producing and everything, yeah. mixing is like, that's it because you can have a really great song, but if the mix is crappy, yes. forget the whole song. <laughs> you can have a crappy song, but if the mix is fantastic, uh, it'll sell you the song. So to me, I feel like mixing is so underrated yeah. and um, I'm getting better at it, but at least, you know, I have like my rough mix and be like, please, as close as you can get to that. And then also there went like a back and forth and the, the mix, the guy that helped me with the mixing. Yeah. He had his spin on things. I'm like, yeah, no, this needs to be louder. This quieter. Can you do this? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that kind of that was like the the last um, phase of working on it. But that yeah, yeah. that was basically together with somebody. Um, so yeah, a week, two weeks. I don't know. Yeah. I really can't tell you. I mean, I when I actually like put, pulled it out of my shelf, it was yeah. twenty end of 2019. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's when I introduced it to my teacher um, with the online school. I'm like, okay, I have this idea. Um, what do you think? You know, is this possible? And and he listened to it. He's like, that's not your voice. I'm like, no, it is really. He's like, really? And then I thought, well, if he doesn't believe me, then maybe I'm on to something here. I'm like, I'm keep going. It's not because in my head, I'm always like, everything's crappy. You're so yeah. bad. You can't call yourself a producer. You know, yeah. there's always like these, everybody knows these voices you have, you know, yeah. um, but that really gave me confidence, you know, having a teacher being like, it's actually cool, you know, it's, or it's, you, for me, it's more like, not, is it great? Or is it really good? It's more like, is it unique? Yeah. Because that's something we have so much music. And I think on Spotify per minute, a song is uploaded. If I read that correctly, I'm not sure. So can you imagine like songs being uploaded from really crappy to really great? Yeah and to me I don't know I've been just writing for so many years and working with so many producers I'm just so over it has to sound like or I want a, the next you know Dua Lipa or or The Weeknd you know we want another song like ugh, I just I hate it so much because I'm like all of these hits were because they were unique because somebody just went ahead and tried something new or something different so that's something that for me is like my biggest goal is just do something that that's hundred percent you that you can connect with that you love, um, and of course it has to somewhere you know fit somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I as an artist, I want to have be known for this is the girl who you know you Billie Eilish has her whispery voice. That's the yeah. girl who you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's something that I'm always striving for and working on. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you just need, I think, a lot of um, not just creativity, but courage to just try stuff out. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it needs more work and it takes longer, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. it might be worth it then. Yeah. I don't know.
for sure. That's really good advice. <laughs> That's really, really, really good advice. Because uh, I, I, nothing to add. It's just really good advice. <laughs> um, I mean, I have to say, my my husband and I, we get annoyed at each other because that's like all we talk about. He's like my my partner in crime, and we yeah. both have such a big passion yeah and vision where we want to go with music he actually has a totally normal daytime job and then when he gets home it's like back to music and you know we need to discuss this and he, he just does my website and he helps yeah. me with all of you know yeah all of the other things but we talk about music and business so much mm. so it's like that's just you know I eat and breathe yeah. um you know also learning from others out yeah. of the business and other artists and yeah yes this is the perfect platform to do it on <laughs> <laughs> that's all I do is, yeah. you know oh, talking cool. with other musicians and uh, everything um but yeah this thank you so much for your time and you know and, and you know giving really good advice. Thank you so much. There's a, there's a closing question I always like to ask um, that is very interesting because everyone answers it differently. So um, my closing question is what makes a good song? What makes a good song? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. <laughs> that's why it's at the end. <laughs> four, four words, wait, what? What makes a good, no, five words. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, well, what's good? There's no right or wrong answer, by the way. <laughs> what I mean, like to everybody, something else is good. And yeah. there are so many reasons why something can be good. And I mean, in the end, it's why does it resonate with you? Like, why does it spark something mm -hmm. in you? And I feel like it can be so many different things from just a catchy melody which is something I love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I focus a lot on, on, on melodies. Um, but it can also be just the feeling, you know, it could be the crappiest lyrics and not a catchy melody, but the feeling just takes you places where you're like, I remember when I heard that song, I was, yeah, I mean, for myself, I love to me, beat, bass and melody is like, I only need those if those work everything else could just be quietly but that's yeah. just you know like for example lords um royals, uh, royals. yeah everyone like can sing it like instantly <laughs> i mean i mean it's just amazing vocals amazing vocal arrangement yeah really cool melody crazy weird lyrics and then it's just amazing drums and bass mm -hmm. that's it and i feel like and there's some synth happening but that's my personal taste you know yeah. just keeping it minimalistic but yeah and less less is more less is more right yeah thank you so much uh this has been a joy I, I got to learn so many new things and you know got to I, I my mind is still blown from like all the different things you've been doing you know um so wow like that explains so many things though like why you know your music is so cool and unique um and so addictive like for me I had to like listen to like all of the songs and um you oh, know thank you so much 
Yeah. That's so nice to hear because I mean, there's so much coming this year, like literally every six weeks, a new song is coming out. Um, also a lot of collaborations. So um, some is just like a featuring Devado. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love music. So cool. yeah, thank you to anybody that's, that wants to listen to my music or share it with their friends or, you know, support an indie artist. Um, I love um, if we can, you know, support each other, which is what something that I love to do also on Instagram um, yeah. is, you yeah. know, and this is what this pocket is, you know, it's always fun to meet other yeah. artists. Awesome. Where can people find you? Where can people connect yeah. with you? Where can, where can they go? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like most people, you'll find me everywhere, but I would say my, my base is Instagram. Yeah. So if you go to Devato Music, that's where you'll find me yeah. right here. <laughs> but on YouTube, you can see my studio, which is where I'm sitting, which is where I almost eat, sleep and breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where everything's produced and written and recorded. And yeah, so see you on Instagram. Um, I love meeting. I would love to meet you. I love meeting new people. And um, see how I, can, how I can bring some joy and encouragement to others because I feel like we all love being creative and passionate about something. And I think it's always fun to encourage each other in whatever passion it is you have. Yeah. Amen to that. Nothing, nothing to add there. Thank you so much for being on here and chatting with me and being my guest and being just awesome and sharing. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Elise. Anytime. I love sharing and I love talking and I love meeting people. So anytime. Thank you for listening to the Musician's Secrets podcast. I'm your host, Elise Koa. I hope you got to learn something new about producing or songwriting or mental health when it comes to making music, uh, the fears that most musicians have um, when making music. So everything that's behind the scenes, behind making music, you will learn it here because I am basically talking to anyone that makes music all around the world. So I have a great privilege to learn all of that and I can't wait to share it with you all. So follow this podcast if you enjoyed what you heard today and go and share it with somebody that you think could enjoy this episode as well. Benefit and learn from it. And as always, there's more information at alicecoa.com slash podcast. Talk to you soon. Bye. Worlds, but I'm never gonna fit in. Never gonna